Hi guys, and welcome to the Fights Unboxing Podcast. I'm Luke Couch, as always. Only one thing to talk about this week. Um, Joe Joyce versus DJ Zhang. Um, I mean, there are a couple of fights on the on the card that I will talk about, but, you know, there was one event and the main, the main event, the big upset. You know, it wasn't like the biggest upset you've ever heard of, but it was a... Yeah, you know, again, it went against the grain, and I'm, yeah, I'm just going to talk about how that happened and why, and then I'm going to, you know, briefly talk about a couple of fighters that interested me on the undercard. But um, it's all about the main event here, isn't it? So yeah, what happened? Joe Joyce and Steve Lightown fought, and uh, Joe Joyce just couldn't get out of the way of the left hand, and he got himself uh, broken up, and he got his face busted, and he got wobbled, wobbled badly for the first time as a pro, and he got his right eye swollen so hard that the referee in the sixth round. Uh, had to stop the fight. That's what happened. <laughs> you know, it's a shame for me because I, you know, I like Joe Joyce. I'm a fan of Joe Joyce, but Chang's cool. You know, I prefer Joyce as a fighter, but Chang's a cool. Seems a cool dude, and he's fun to watch. You know, when he's when he's uh, when he's on it. You know, there have been times when he's kind of, like, mm, but now you know, 39, he seems to have decided. Okay, I have to, I have to go for this. If I'm going to, you know, reach world title challenges and what have you, then I need to go for it so he's a he's you know he was in good shape I mean he he, he boxed well but yeah how did Joe Joyce this you know invulnerable um, you know rolling forward machine get stopped because the thing is we knew we, we always knew Joe Joyce is limited and I mean we, we knew his chin could get uh, there was always a chance that something would be big land it's the heavyweights um, that he would get cracked um, as it happened, he got wobbled, but his chin held up, you know, admirably to some really big shots. His uh, cheekbone didn't, but um, but it wasn't like one big shot. He just kept eating them. And uh, the thing is, he's done. You know, every fight you watch, he gets it a lot, but he never seems to be bothered by it. And in this one, he didn't. And uh, there, you know, there's some suggestion that he just got found out, or that it's because uh, Zhang is bigger and hits harder than other opponents, which I don't think is the case. I don't think Zhang hits harder than. Uh, um, than Daniel Dubois there are other things that Zhang does better which helped which I'll get into in a second but I think Dubois hits just as hard um, and you know he's longer than uh, than Joyce he isn't heavier but he's longer um, so you know there was there's more to it and it wasn't just because Joyce turned up you know worse I mean it wasn't at all because Joyce turned up worse than normal it's just a few things that sort of added up to compromise um and work against the things that Joe Joyce does best and, you know, play into the things he does worst. Because the thing about Joe Joyce is, very obviously, he's just not very fast. He's he's slow. And, uh, I mean, he's always been... It's been a cliche how slow... He's become a cliche how slow he is. And to some... You know, there's some extent when, when he turned pro, I, um, you know, I was like, okay, he's not as slow as he's being made out to be. Um, but... Possibly I was wrong. I mean, I probably it's, I think it's a combination of both. I was wrong about you know him having more in the park in the thing, but also he has got older. In any case, he he's very slow. He just even by the standards of big heavyweights. Like this was a fight between two a thirty-seven year old and a thirty-nine year old, and they're both fucking massive. They're both you know on the heavier sides of the heavyweights. Um, even by those standards, Joe Joe Joyce is clearly by some distance a slower one of the pair. Um, and, you know, he's always been the slow one in whichever fight he takes. And the way he deals with it is by building his game, his style, in a very specific way. 
Um, I, I wrote a preview about this, uh, partly about this, in which you know I made the claim that um, Joe Joyce sa essentially sacrifices power for speed because he's decided he has enough power even when he's um, you know not sitting on his punches, when he's just kind of you know not not arm punches quiet, but um, but he isn't committing to the punches and he's throwing on his move on the on his toes a lot, and that's still true and I think we saw that right in this fight as well he just wasn't seeing on his punches at all um, but the other thing he does which uh, I've talked about before not not previously but I've talked about before is um, he doesn't really seek to defend punches as such that much like clearly he isn't asking to be hit by everything but he isn't seeking to avoid or block everything that comes at him because he's just not fast enough to catch and counter or to even just you know, have his guard up and then come from the guard into punches. He, if he does that, he he's just um, he's just going to lose precious punching time. Um, and uh, so, what he typically has done is um, just built his stance from the toes up, from the feet up, to move with the punches that come at him. Which is true of every boxing stance. You know, every every fighter. Um, it's the, it's the thing that differentiates a boxing stance from an, M an, M an MMA stance or a kickboxing stance is a, a, a good boxing stance tries to cover as many angles as possible, diffuse, you know, have as few angles as possible be uh, angles where the punch will really carry through you and you can't, you know, take some sting off it. Um, and Joyce has very much been of the mind that that's his sort of main defense is when fighters hit him with something big he just moves with it absorbs the shot and then it carries on going forward um and that has two effects um you know firstly yeah the, the shot doesn't work uh, the, the shot is softer because he's rolled with it and fighters pretty quickly start um it's essentially pulling their punches you know even not deliberately but they uh, will already be thinking about having to move back after the punch and that takes something off your punch even if you're not deliberately pulling your punch you know um and it's very much like in, against Dupar we saw that very much uh, Dupar hit him very clean with the right hand a number of times uh, and uh and Joyce just kept uh, rolling forward um the difference here there were several um one was just a very obvious one, and Joe Joyce did allude to it in his post-fight um, post-fight speech, and I think a couple of times since. It's a Zhang, it's a southpaw, and southpaws are not common in the heavyweight division. Um, it is possible that he just didn't have the you know the practice ready to ingrain what he was learning, because obviously he's coached by Ishmael Salas, and uh, he himself is not an idiot. They know they're facing southpaw. They uh. They did prepare for it, but very, you know, to me very clearly, and he did allude it to himself. Um, he just wasn't ready for the angle of, in particular, the straight right down the middle. He just wasn't prepared for it. Like everything else, uh, Zhang threw. He threw. Um, Joyce rolled with quite readily. Like when the um, when the left hooks came over or the overhands um, around the side, he he wasn't ready to roll with them and he had something up ready to block if really needed, all of that stuff. But everything that came straight down the pipe, everything that came down the middle, snapped his head back. And that, to me, is a problem of stance. Like, um, you know, just fundamentally, if every punch from a specific angle is, is, uh, is fucking you up... Um, then you've got your stance wrong. 
And I think that's, you know, I think Joyce did kind of hint at that being the case uh, after the fight. And I think, I think we saw that pretty clearly, to be honest, because, uh, yeah, every straight left by Zan snapped his head back. Like, not, his shoulders didn't move, you know, except for in the aftermath of the blow. His uh, his feet didn't move with it. It was just his head snapping back. And there's something wrong with it. Um, the, the second uh, reason, I think, comes from Shang's own skill. Now, we can start praising the winner a bit because, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about what Joyce got wrong. Um, most fighters, Joyce fights, start getting into their heads quite quickly. The thing about Joyce is he brings genuine real physical pressure obviously he's an insane huge bloke coming at you throwing a couple of shots that hurt you no matter what you're doing and no matter you know how softly he's to throw them they hurt you um fighters get into their own heads and um and get flustered just like i say um they start sticking the thing taking the sting off their own shots they start jumping backwards so they don't want to be there um they'll let their go their shots go earlier than you know, maybe they would need to to really land a damaging one. And uh, Zhang was just quite happy to let Joyce come closer to him than most of his opponents to date have been. And so that meant when he did let go of the left hand, the straight down the middle, it was really going through Joyce. Like it wasn't, he wasn't catching on the end of the arc of the of the straight left, where a lot of the power had already gone out of it, where where he was kind of leaning over into it. Um, it was really punching through him. And that happened because of because of Zhang's confidence in his own skill. Because to be honest, there are fighters he's fought, Joe Parker in particular, um, Joseph Parker in particular, who would have had the ability to do that, to have the defense ready to um, to offer that kind of counter, not from the south poor angle, but from to, to offer that kind of in close hard counter. Um, but but um, Parker just wasn't um, confident enough in himself to really deliver on that. Well, Zhang was quite happy just to let uh, pa- um, to let um, Joyce come in closer than than is normal for his opponents to, you know, still be fighting. Like clearly, Joyce gets close to most of his opponents, but they're in survival survival mode by uh, by the time he gets particularly close, most of them. And uh, Zhang just wasn't. Zhang was comfortable in both in his actual defense and his uh, guard and his head movement and all of that to roll with the punches catch most of the punches take the steal from and he was happy with his ability to get out of there on his own terms after he delivered the shot um, and that really did for Joyce uh, a lot because um, I think it becomes pretty clear and this isn't a negative uh, you're supposed to use your head uh, as a boxer but it becomes pretty clear that a lot of Joyce's um, attributes a lot of his success came from and I think on purpose this wasn't like an accident but using mental pressure like just getting into his opponent's heads like I say and Zhang just didn't and he didn't get flustered um, even when he got really fucking tired like in round 5 he barely threw in round 6 he threw a bit more um, but even though he was hardly throwing he wasn't freaking out because that would have been worse. If he'd freaked out, he'd have spent more energy, he'd have collapsed, he'd have, you know, all of that nice, you know, combination of adrenaline and dump and all of that uh, extra energy, using extra energy, trying to move too much, you know, all of that stuff would have come together and it would have been worse for him. I'm not saying he would definitely have lost, but um, but he didn't. He didn't, he just kept cool the whole time. Like, even when he had to 
for me, he gave up round five. For me, uh, Joyce round one, round five. Um, it wasn't that Joyce was taking over, but um, he was starting to get into the fight more, and um, and Zhang just yeah, he kept it chill. He kept it chill. He kept defensively, and uh, and when he saw at the beginning of round six that the referee had called the doctor in to look at the eye, he went, "Okay, then I can pick up the tempo a bit more because if I really damage it now, it's the ref's going to stop it. The ref will have no option but to call the doctor and kind of stop it." And that's what happened, pretty much. Um, he, yeah, he was just very aware in the ring. And Joyce was... Um, done for. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was... Uh, it was an interesting one. Like, the thing that... It is a weird thing about Joe Joyce. He doesn't fight like the fighter that he is. Like, it, it's... He uses tricks completely from the opposite kind of fighter that his reputation is to be the fighter that his reputation is, if you follow. Like, he has this real broken rhythm. He comes forward, like I sort of incessantly, but he isn't just bum rushing. He has, like, this is why Chat Salas is a good trainer for him, in my opinion. He has, like, this really good broken rhythm. Um, He steps forward, but not predictably, which makes part of why has made him so effective to date. His opponents don't know, yeah, they know he's coming and they know he's not very fast, but they don't know exactly when he's coming. Um, so they get really flustered and um, I will say this um, he did open Joe Joyce did open by trying to circle Zhang possibly he just underestimated how much faster Zhang is than him which you know fair enough Zhang isn't the fast dude um, it's worth a try but he opened trying to circle um, circle around the outside and then get in and it just didn't it just didn't work it's just too slow every time he tried it Zhang would just kind of he'd just be ready and just be ready with that straight left hand the pipe when when uh, when Zhang when Joyce approached so I'm sorry my guy you're you know you're, you're, you're I really like Joyce and I really like a lot of the way that he does but this fight made it really clear that he's just not fast um, you know he's not not just that he's not fast he's very slow um and he's just done a really good job until his career in his career to date at uh, mitigating that. And and I was, you know, where the thing is when he realised that wasn't working and that he had to stop mounting the pressure, he did the right thing. He uh, cranked the pressure slowly. The thing is, you can't mandate for your right hook it fucking. Well, I don't know what happened. Um, he says it might not be broken. You can't mandate for your eye fucking up like that. Like you can't um, base your game plan. I mean, at some point he had to. He did have to push the tempo, which he did in round six, but. Um, but he couldn't start round three or four being like, oh no, I'm, I'm just going to run at my opponent and try to get him out of there. That wasn't the, that wouldn't have been the best plan and it, it's not what he did. He kind of kept his cool and started up in the tempo and in round five, it, like, like I say, Chang took it off. Um, but Joyce, to some extent, forced him to take it off. He was getting in much closer, much bit, much easier. He was starting to break up that defence a bit. Like He never landed anything hugely damaging, but you could see Zhang start to feel it. Um, you know, he felt a couple of the body shots. He had a lot more of the shots were getting through and around the guard and all of that. But he just, like I say, he kept it chill. And um, and in round six, he uh, after the after the doctor called the ref in, he started just he amped up the uh, tempo just a little bit more in response to Joyce continuing. Joyce knew he had to buy. Then he knew he had to get him out quick, and he just didn't have it in him. Um, but yeah, look, Joyce will be back. Um, Zhang will, you know, he's he's supposed to get Usyk next. Um, yeah, it's a comp- Usyk. I think has that three guys on the go. Um, you know, he's a three timing. I think Dubai's supposed to be next, which is a you know, 
I don't really understand how that happened. Like if Joyce had won this fight, uh, he would he's beaten Dubois and he's beaten everyone he's fought since Dubois and Dubois beaten him to the title challenger. As it happens, the guy who beat the guy who beat Dubois has a been you know been you know, been beaten to the title challenge, whatever. Um, but that you know, Sam so will also want Anthony Joshua. He will want a revenge for the um, 2012 Olympics when Joshua beat him, I think, in the quarterfinals. Uh, I mean, he'll fight probably anyone really at this stage. And any of the big names. Um, for Joyce, well, obviously Usyk's out of reach and Fury is, uh, you know, no point talking about him. But, um, a loss like this might make it more likely that someone will take him on. Like, um, Anthony Joshua may well see that performance and go, hmm, I could take advantage of that. And it might even be true. You know, I would still probably pick Joyce against Joshua. But, uh, but there are things about the way Zhang fought here that Joshua can to some extent replicate. I don't think Joshua can replicate the defense. But he has more, way more punches in his arsenal. Um, and he may well be confident in his ability to take Joyce out of there. Um, Deontay Wilder, likewise. Um, Deontay Wilder is quite mad, and I think he would probably have taken that fight at some point anyway, if, if, uh, if Joyce had, you know, if it had made sense. But, um, but either one of them may now look at Joyce and think, okay, that's a exciting but winnable fight for me. So they, they both have more options on the table than, than they did before. Possibly, in in Joyce's case. In any case, it was a good, entertaining matchup, and um, you know, big old heavyweight slugfest, but uh, a good one, and you know, a decent bit that we just talked about. The co-main event was uh, Michaela Meyer versus very late replacement Lucy Wildheart. I will confess, in my heart of hearts, I was not paying full attention to that fight. Um, it was just one where uh, Meyer. Well, Wildheart was a, a replacement at a day's notice. This was the controversy here. Um, she was supposed to be fighting Christina Linodatu, who is a, she's a Greek fighter who has a, you know, she's bounced around the divisions, I think. Um, yep. But, um, she's fought basically a who's who. Um, she's lost to Katie Taylor. She's lost to, um, Delphine Persoon, but that, you know, there is absolutely no shame in losing to either of those two people. Um, she beat Alicia Baumgartner before she was famous, you know, before that, uh, um, shock win over Terry Harper. Um, yeah, she's basically, Ladato is a credible, very good comeback opponent for Michaela Meyer. She got pulled out of the fight by the doctors, basically, by the British Boxing Board of Control, refusing to sanction her to fight because of the doctor's recommendation, because she carries a permanent lens in one eye. Um, she's fought in the UK before. She's fought in all jurisdictions all over. She's had no problems with it before until one doctor decided, I, I don't know what he decided, uh, that she can't fight with this lens, which clearly has been cleared by her own team and by multiple doctors before. Um, you know, I can't fully blame the BBB of uh, British Boxing Board of Control in this particular instance. Um, it, it would be madness for them to go against the recommendation of the doctor. Um, at the same, I mean, they do, like I've, I've seen it said, um, the guy said to me uh, on the fight night chat, chat over uh Bad left hook. Um, that yeah, they employ the doctor, so clearly their fault. But um, you know, I I think it's on the doctor really. You can't you can't ask the, the, them to overrule the doctors. You, you know, even though it's clearly a terrible decision. Um, but yeah, uh, Lucy Wildhart stepped in at the last second. Lucy Wildhart being a, you know a lot less uh, experienced. She had fought for a world title back in two thousand nineteen, but um, you know nothing sort of on the level uh, of uh, of what um, Nadatu had, or certainly not, you know, no one like Maya before. Um, 
she performed pretty credibly, but it was just, you know, Maya just had too much for her. It's just, it was just one of those where Maya was just a little bit sharper all the time. Wild Heart was trying to get to her, you know, pushing in on, on at her all the time, but just, just, just wasn't quite good enough. It was just one of those things. Um, yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot to say. I mean, like I say, I wasn't paying full attention to it, so I can't really break it down or whatever. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it was fun enough. Um, <laughs> Like I'm damning it with the faint praise here. It was, it was, you know, not bad. But anyway, now the two fighters that I do want to like really highlight here are um, well, Denzel Bentley is the British middleweight. You may have seen him last year um, get um, beaten quite handily uh, by Janibek Um You know, it went to a uh, to the twelve rounds, but you know, Janibek is better than him. Um, He's also he also got obliterated by Phoenix Cash a few years ago. Um, Cash has since uh, spiraled. Um, I don't know what's going on in his career. Denzel Bentley, you know, he recovered from that loss to Janovic uh, admirably. He knocked Kieran Smith out like, basically instantly. It was like forty five seconds. Um, just fucking pul- pulverized him. Just pulled him. <laughs> just go and look it up. Like, there's not a lot to say. He just crushed crushed him immediately. Um, now the uh, the thing about that fight is it, it that was for a British title, um, and uh, he, uh, him, and Hamza Shiraz have unofficially agreed to fight. Hamza Shiraz was ringside, um, which suggests that he was there to make that fight. Um, that would be a great fight. Hamza Shiraz is really, you know, I like him as a prospect. He's moved up from um, 154 pounds to the full middleweight. Um, Denzel Bentley is not well. He's twenty eight. He's not a prospect, but he's not not you know he's not fully developed, like finished developing as a boxer necessarily. It'd just be a really good fight. Um, I hope to see it. And then the other guy to talk about is a prospect, more or less. Um, Sam Noakes. Sam Noakes is twenty five, so he's you know coming into his prime. He's a British guy on the rise. Um, he, this was for Commonwealth title, which is a pretty good one. Which he was defending it. He won it. Um, last time against Calvin McCourt. The thing about um, Sam Noakes is it's kind of hard to know how good he is yet, but he punches like a fucking cartoon. He's a lightweight. He's um, 134 pounds, 35 pounds even. Um, he just, you know, he hits people, they fall over. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, that's not, you know, this this round, well, this one took two rounds. Karthik's a fish, Kumar was just not in his level on anyway. Um, something he has been longer. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's hard to know exactly how good he is because he hasn't yet fought anyone who doesn't just go, oh, fuck, the first time they've hit this power. Um, so um, he looks quite good to me. He kind of reminds me like of Mauricio Lara and um, and of Navarrete. Um, so in that sense, yeah, he's got a really... I think he has a lot, lot... He has a really good offensive toolkit, a lot of um, punters in his arsenal. I think he seems to move quite well. Like, I think his football is quite good on all of that. But it's hard to say for sure until he faces someone better. But he's a real prospect, you know, rising star to watch. But, you know, whether he'll be world level, um, who the fuck knows. But it would be nice to see him, you know, fight in British level soon. This is this is the division with them. Um, you know, Maxi Hughes, Kid Galahad is here now, and a couple of other guys. Um, he should be. He should be moving into that sort of area, the British level sort of area. He has a Commonwealth title, which is sort of equivalent. Um, I mean, in theory, it's higher because um, because British fighters and other fighters can fight for it. But um, in practice, it's about 
roughly you know they're, they're roughly on the same level of prestige and the European belt as well because just because the British belt has been I, th- I don't know I, th- I think it I think the British belt just means more to British fighters than you know the European belt meets the European fighters so there's more like focus on winning it because clearly there's more fighters eligible to win those two belts the Commonwealth and the and the uh, European but they're, they're, they seem to be about equal it's kind of like a trilogy little trilogy little uh, um treble of belts you could win at this level and he has the first um first one um yeah it would be really good to see him against uh, i think is it maxi hughes holds a british i'm sure it is i don't know maxi hughes holds a lightweight title um is it ibo does that count no the ibo doesn't count no, the ibo is a stupid one that nobody cares about um but he doesn't hold the british let me see who holds a british give me a sec oh it's um Gangwin. So yeah, he faces Craig, Craig, Craig Woodruff, who are the other two guys, and you know above, um, above. Uh, <laughs> for fuck's sake, I just sat him at his name. Um, Sam Lokes in the rankings. Uh, yeah, just look out for Sam Lokes is what I'm trying to say here. He's cool, um, and that's really it on the card. Uh, what else was there? Yeah, um, yeah, that's Sonny Ali Liston, who is um, doesn't live up to his name. He's He's skilled and you know what have you. He's um, he's under fifty. Uh, what point does he fight at? He is a welterweight. Um, apparently he, this one was under fifty pounds, so I guess it was catchweight. But um, yeah, he's a welterweight. He's he's all right. He's six and zero, so he's being pushed. Reason you know he's he's given some hype, but I don't know if that's just his name. He's he's slick enough. Um. But he just, I don't know. He, we'll see, we'll see. I might be completely wrong. He may turn out to have layers. I just don't see him when someone really pushes in on him. He he can box. He's he's a clean, tidy boxer. Um, yeah. And you've also got Moses Atama, who did go 12 against Konstantin Dovbyshenko, a Ukrainian guy who has uh, lost 13 times but never been KO'd. So it's, you know, the right kind of test. Uh, and um, Atama, just, you know, he just, he, he boxed well enough without ever really pushing forward to win. He maybe could have done. But it's one of those where it's a bit like the fight for Adam Azim a few weeks ago. Um, not he, Atama did look a bit more convincing. Um, but it, neither one makes me, you know, going 12 with the guys I did, going long with the guys I did, it doesn't make me doubt their ability to progress higher than this level, um, to progress very high. Because, because the things that cause them to struggle to knock their guy out you know, if they do those things against, uh, it isn't any, it was just not, not wanting to get too aggressive. Like, and in certain, it, you know, it, they may well have won the fight if they got more aggressive, but they're keeping the good habits of sticking to their best type of game, um, unless they really have to, which, you know, they don't have to, they don't have to knock the guy out, they're clearly winning. So, uh, yeah, it's basically, both of these guys are going to be at their best when guys are coming at them. If guys aren't coming at them, they're just going to happily, you know, not coast, but uh, perform to a victory. And so uh, Moses Hammer, really good talent. He claims he's only 18 and he just turned pro. He wants to beat Mike Tyson's record for age for um, to a world heavyweight world title. We'll see if he manages. Yeah. And the other, yeah, the, no, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, there was a very odd thing where um, uh, Seth, Seth, Jaima, I may be pronouncing that wrong because his real his fight name is Freezy McBones. That's what he goes by. He's thirty three year old. He comes uh, from 
Um, I'm not sure where it comes from actually. It's, it's registered as London on Fox Rec, but I'm not sure. Let me check. Yeah, I thought that said so. He's born in Ghana. He grew up, I think, in Ghana. Um, I'm not fully sure of his backstory here, to be honest. I'll have to do some research. Um, but he has, he's 33, so he's clearly, you know, he's lived a life by the time he's got here, and um, now he's turned pro as a boxer. They're trying to build him some hype. This is the thing that bothered me. They're trying to build him some hype. This is his second professional fight, his first type one in Queensbury. They're trying to get him rolling a bit. Like, he's not going to reach world level, but he can be an attraction on these cards. They're selling him as kind of like uh, British Mike Tyson. Clearly, you know, tongue-in-cheek. No one's expecting him to be Mike Tyson. Um, I think he's a light heavyweight. Um, anyway, my point is, is uh, yeah, he's a light heavyweight. He's called Freezing McBones. Um, he's, he's being sold as this knockout artist type guy. They put him in with um, Daryl Sharp. Uh, Daryl Sharp has lost 104 times, and he's not been knocked out three times. If you're trying to build a guy as a knockout artist, you don't put him with that, with that guy. You put him with someone who's going to knock out. It's just such a, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's the cold calculations of boxing. Uh, yeah, you, you're, you're setting in, in, him in with someone who will he'll, uh, he'll knock out. Like, you know, maybe that was the thing. I didn't want to be too brutal and just give, give someone a fighting chance of surviving with him. But um, yeah, it's just really weird. It was a really weird decision. Um, you know, he looks entertaining. He'll he'll knock more guys out um, when he's not fighting Daryl Sharp. Uh, yeah, okay, that's it. See you later, versus Joe Joyce. Very good fight. Uh, well, you know, entertaining, sloppy, but big. You know, stuff to talk about. Sam Noakes, look him up. Um, yeah, that's it. This weekend, big fucking weekend, big fucking weekend because. Um, Joe Gordina is fighting uh, Shafkat's uh, Don Rakimov, and obviously also Ryan Garcia is fighting Tank Davis. So uh, we will have coverage. We are putting together a fight site predictions piece for Tank Davis versus um, Ryan Garcia. We'll hopefully have that out for you before the weekend. Um, I will try to do a preview of Gordina versus Rakimov, but I also have to, you know, I have a lot of, of stuff to do for this weekend. Um, I will also be previewing the fight for Bloody Elbow, so. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, big weekend of boxing this coming up, coming weekend. So, you know, as ever, follow me on uh, Crafty Boxing, at Crafty Boxing on Twitter. Follow the fight site at the fight site. Join the fight site Patreon. Join us on Discord. Um, have our, see our shiny Patreon stuff behind the scenes. And I will see you next time. Enjoy Garcia versus Tank.